Welcome to Disability Inc. My name is Colin Montgomery. I'm a family educator at Include NYC. I have the honor of introducing today's guest, Sandra Alfonso. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you. Sandra is a bike repair shop owner, an athlete born in Brooklyn and raised in Puerto Rico. She runs Behind Bars Bike Repair Shop in South Park Slope, Brooklyn. Sandra recently made the news twice in the New York Times, as well as on cable news and on the radio, for her incredible program, Adaptability, which helps young people with physical disabilities obtain a bike that's right for them. Our conversation today will focus on inclusion and accessibility in recreation activities and how passionate people like Sandra can take active roles in shaping a more inclusive society. So Sandra, please tell us a bit about your personal story, from Brooklyn to Puerto Rico to your bike shop. Well, I was born in New York, in Brooklyn, and I was raised in Puerto Rico. After I graduated from college, I came back to New York, and I needed a part-time job to pay for studies. I was going to fashion school. Very cool. And I decided to take anything, so I started working in a bike shop doing accounting. Ah, uh, okay. And I was there for a long time because I really loved it. I think that it was one of the best things that had happened to me. Um, learning how people love exercise, and I always did. Exercise for me, it's been it's been part of my life all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. So being in there and see how bicycles makes people happy, it started taking me away from accounting, and I decided to learn about bikes. And a little bit after that, after like maybe 15, 20 years, I decided to leave and do something different, but I couldn't stay away. So I opened my own store. I only do repairs. I don't sell bikes, but I sell accessories. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to start a program for kids, and it's called Adaptability. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I just want to shout you out because that really speaks to your passion and your fearlessness, right? I mean, many people may have just felt, oh, I'm going to stick with accounting because that pays the bills, right? You really follow exactly. your passion. Exactly. So yeah. that's a great model. Um, yeah, so I absolutely wanted to have our listeners hear more about Adaptability. So what is it, and how did it come about? Because there's a really interesting backstory I've heard. Um, adaptability started like something like a lightning bolt, I mm -hmm. will say it, yeah. because it wasn't something that it was prepared. Mm -hmm. um, I am a marathon runner, so I train every day in the park. That's, I just want to pause here and acknowledge <laughs> that that's incredible. <laughs> so every day I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm in the park by 5, 5.30. Wow. And this day, it was so funny because I was late and I decided that I didn't care to open late, that I would be going to the park anyway and train. Yeah. And because I run in the opposite direction, yeah. I saw a kid in a wheelchair and another kid coming down with his father on a bicycle. And it was so beautiful because it was a beautiful day and it was nobody in the park so you can hear the birds and everything. And all that I can hear is this kid coming down the hill, uh -huh. laughing and smiling and mm. telling his father how fast he's going. The kid in the wheelchair looked at him I wanted to come off of the bike of the wheelchair because yeah. he wanted like to be on the bike yeah. and it broke my heart. Yeah. I think that I never ran as fast going up the hill like I did that day because my heart was broken. Yeah. And at the time that I was up the hill, I decided to do something. I wanted to change their life because the smile in the kid on the bicycle was so amazing that I wanted that kid in the wheelchair to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how Adaptability started. That's amazing. So literally a lightning bolt. You're running in the park, right? You're just taking in your surroundings. That's really interesting that you run the opposite direction, yes. both the train, but also the people watching. Is yes, exactly. Amazing. It's exactly the reason why I do it. Not yeah. only because the big deal hill is the best to mm -hmm. train, 
But because you can see people's expression. Yeah. Yeah. But that just speaks to the ability, you know, if you open up your eyes, you know, when you kind of least expect it, something will just hit you all of a sudden. And then, you know, some people may have just taken in that image and be like, oh, that's heartbreaking. And you, you're left with just pity, right? Exactly. But you're not thinking about what to do next. So you took it a step further yeah. and you thought about how to help this one child. But the project scaled up since then. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about that. How, how does the program work? Because uh, now you're giving away bikes, right? And for free. And who all's involved? Yes. It's a little bit, it took us a little bit of time mm -hmm. to start it. Um, I wanted to learn how you can open a nonprofit organization. Yep. So it took me a while back to, you know, to learn about those things. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a great customer. His name is Greg Cohen. Mm -hmm. He works um, doing, helping people how to make donations and how to do donations and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, it's key. And he helped me how to start it, mm -hmm. how to promote it, how to meet people that can help me. Mm -hmm. And we decided just to start small. Okay. And started small was just asking donations in the store mm -hmm. and asking people to donate 25 cents for every flat. And okay. I will match 25 yeah. cents. And that's how we started. And then it just became big when one of my customer um, made a report in the New York Times and then yeah. the donations start coming in and it's great because all our money is used to buy the bikes so what we do is we choose a child and with the help of the doctors, the PT, the mm -hmm. parents mm -hmm. and the company that we use that is called Freedom Concept we custom build bicycles only for that child so it's completely custom built for his necessities Yeah. That's, so it's amazing. Yeah, you know? is, that's truly amazing. And just for listeners to have a better understanding of how to individual individualize a bike, I mean, you really schooled me on that in terms of accessories. So what are what are types of accessories you might want to keep in mind if you're consulting with the physical therapist, the doctor, the family, and building the right type of bike? Well, all depends on the special needs that they have. Mm -hmm. um, like our first child that we work on it, um, he needed help with his body mm -hmm. to be in place. Okay. So we use a lot of straps holding his waist, Got his it. chest, his almost his arms, his head mm -hmm. has to be in place. Okay. He has foot plates. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like a huge, um, the bottom of the of your shoe. Yeah. And what it is is that your feet rest in there. Okay. And then all that has straps and things like that um, that hold his feet in place. Um, other kids will have um, legs holders so it will hold the legs in place because they don't have them um, properly straight so they will need that um, things that, that we do add to the bike that doesn't need to but we do add because we want them to be safe it's a uh, handlebars in the back for the parents if the parents want to push or whoever the PT is with them or whoever okay. family member is with them yeah. they have a handlebar they have brakes and they have control of the bicycle so two things if the child is tired and doesn't want to pedal anymore yeah. they can arrange on the bicycle so the parents can push and the pedals would not move so okay. they just rest in there, just like in the wheelchair yeah. or in the chair. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. Yeah. Another thing is that they have brakes in case that they're going down the hill yeah. and the child is tired yeah. or he cannot press the brakes on time. The parents or whoever is with them can press the brakes and stop the bike. That's amazing. Okay. And, and I also, uh, one more important thing, they yeah. always use a helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Always a plug for yeah. that. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. Um, 
but also these bikes last for multiple years as well. Exactly. Right? We are trying to do bicycles that they are adjustable mm -hmm. because they're going to grow. Yeah. We just don't want it to be left there for a year. Kids to say grow so fast that they really need to be adjustable. Mm -hmm. So the bicycles that we are trying to pick for them, they have adjustability when they're growing. That's fantastic because we all know that you know any the price of any bike is pretty expensive. It is. And if we're thinking about a you know, specialized adapted bike, it's going to be even more expensive. Um, and we know that there is a really exciting update you'll give us shortly about the first bike given away, but they're in the thousands of dollars, correct? Exactly. The minimum that we have, it's like 3200 and that's plus accessories. Yeah. So yeah. bicycles can be very expensive. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in terms of the, well, uh, before asking the next question, I just want to Point out the fact that it's such a team effort, right? It's this beautiful fusion of you're working with the physical therapist, the doctor, the family. You're, you know, you're working with schools as well to to see, you know, who an appropriate candidate might be. So, uh, and with Freedom Concepts, it's mm -hmm. just a really, really beautiful thing to see everyone working together. And before it was just an idea that <laughs> hit you when you were running in the park. Exactly. So <laughs> it's really worth emphasizing. Um, but my next question was in terms of the timeline and process for a child to get a bike, um, what needs to happen? Um, once a child is picked, mm -hmm. um, we, we talked with the parents. It's very important. And we get an appointment with the doctor, the PT, so they are aware of what is happening. Um, the company, um, Freedom Concepts, they have people that get in touch with the doctors, the PT, and they do consultation about what the kid has and what the needs are. Okay. After that, we do kind of like a, it's not a prototype, but we discuss what they are requesting that the bicycle should have. Yeah. And then um, after that, we decide, you know, all the things. We do extra things sometimes mm -hmm. because we want it to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to have things that they don't need to use than not having them. Yeah, of course. And then um, after that, they start the production of the bike. Okay. Um, the production of the bike is from four to six weeks. Oh, that's or it great. can be a little bit more depending on how big the bike is and how many accessories they have. Okay. All right. Thank you for that info. Um, and now we're going to get to the big, big update. So you gave away the first bike recently. That's correct. That was January 19th? That's correct. Okay. Please tell us about that. It's super exciting. It was, it was a great thing. Um, his name is Diego Munoz. Um, his family was very, very excited. Um, he talks a little bit, so he was like super excited that it was so many people. We were lucky enough to have all the press there. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a, great way for people to know what we're doing mm -hmm. um, we are doing it to help people and we want people to help us to continue doing this because mm -hmm. there are so many kids out there that they really need this the bicycles are so expensive yeah. and the parents spend a lot of money already with their own money to just keep them going yeah so yeah. a bicycle is really like a luxury for them yeah absolutely so we wanted to give this we don't want them to lose that freedom or that great thing that it is to have a bike we all have we all of us has a bike and we know how excited it is for us to use it so we wanted to do the same thing yeah and that's how that day was yeah diego was super excited he was you know the most important person in there yeah. so he really really was crying and laughing yeah. and doing everything. That's and it fantastic. was a great thing. Yeah. And, and just for context, Diego's a youth with cerebral palsy. Is that that's correct. correct. Okay. He's fifteen years old. 15. So yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, well that's that's really awesome. We know that the next bike is being constructed now, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Her name is Perry mm -hmm. and she has 
um, some kind of MS. It's mm -hmm. a type of MS mm -hmm. that she has, so she carries uh, an oxygen tank all the time. Okay. So her bicycle is going to be a little bit different from Diego. Yeah, we need an extra accessory. For exactly. Okay. Diego's bicycle is more like almost like a recumbent bike. It's okay. a very long bike. Diego is very tall. Yeah. So her bicycle needed to be a little bit longer. Okay. Perry's a little bit small, really petite, mm -hmm. and she has the oxygen tank and some tubes on her. Yeah. So the bicycle is going to have a basket in the back with some tubes holding the oxygen tank and she's gonna need help with her legs yeah so it's it's gonna be two completely different bicycles but it's gonna be wonderful yeah. Perry it's very very excited and this is just incredible you know just hearing about the kind of design because for myself I used to be a special education teacher you know families of, of students with disabilities certainly know about the IEP process right the individualized educational program and really trying to come up with the right supports and services that help the child make progress I mean the individual aspects of this program is, is truly incredible. You, have, you must individualize it for the child to be able to access this bike, That's and they absolutely deserve that access in order, like you're saying, to, to have that, that joy, that, that feeling of freedom when they're, when they're cycling through the park. Yeah, so, and it's very so important great. that we all work together because we are doing this to improve. Yeah. You know, and one day for them to be completely you know normal mm. and that's why we're doing it you mm. know to help them so it's very very important for us to for all of us to work together mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um, I just want to point out some of the coverage because we were talking about um, how the press was there at that recent event there was a recent New York Times article in the New York and region section um, how and there, it's the article um, title was recapping some projects was called works in progress so it talked about uh, Diego's getting mm -hmm. the bike. Um, in the original article, that's actually how I found out about adaptability, it was called A Bike for Every Kid. That was in September 7th um, in the New York Times, uh, I think the Metropolitan section. That's correct. So, yep, just want to want to make a plug for that for those who want to see about some of the press coverage. And that's now our new slogan, A Bike for Every Kid. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> All right, yeah. great fusion. Um, okay, um, I know I'm looking at these beautiful flyers uh, in front of us, so I know that you have some, some other tactics for outreach besides the press coverage. So could you tell us about um, these flyers or how you're trying to get the word out a bit more? Um, it's because the project is so small mm -hmm. and we are, you know, in a budget, we don't want to use money. We want to use all the money that we take from the donations for the bikes. Yeah. Um, so one way for us to promote it, it's in my window. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Behind Bars in Brooklyn, the bike store, um, my window is dedicated to adaptability. Mm -hmm. That's um, fantastic. Right now we have um, a lot of postcards on it mm -hmm. and all the postcards says thank you to all the people that have donated. Oh, so half great. of my window is <laughs> no light coming in because yeah. they have all the people but we are so thank you and we want people to know that we are grateful. Um, another thing that we do is postcards. We go around um, to places that we think that people will be interested to know about us mm -hmm. Yeah, so we put postcards. Mm. Um, kind of like flyers, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just um, and we tell everybody that we can. We promote it in Instagram, Facebook. Um, one day we hope to do a race or some kind of Ooh. dinner or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah. that we can promote it. Yeah, um, we are working event. exactly. And you're not far from Prospect Park, and that's where the idea. I know came, it is. And one life. of the ways that we want to promote it, it's going out with Diego and Perry. Yeah, using the bike. That'd be so that's what it is. The first day that we got Diego the bicycle, the next day we went to Prospect Park, and we were there. And I know that a lot of people saw us. That's great. So that's the way that we want to promote it. Yeah. Yes. So it's that's so organic. That 
that's so, you know, within the community that that's speaks right. to this whole idea of greater inclusion, right? It's like, yeah. and plus shows people what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that yeah. And that goes back to what you were saying, you know, you're thinking about, oh, for them to, for, for these youth, for these young people to, to, you know, be normal when they're riding a bike, that's, you know, that's for the idea that people having any type of bike that suits their needs, that idea to become normal, right? Because right now, people are going to do a head turn, like, what? What is this bike? Who is this person using the bike? There's this level of judgment and, and ignorance that, you know, kind of And I think that that's think the best it. word to say. We're all ignorant. Yeah. We don't know what is out there and how can we help. And yeah. this is one of the most important things, and this is why I'm agreed to be here. Yeah, it's such an Because <laughs> I just want people to know yeah. that there are possibilities for everything. Yeah. And if we look for it, we will find them. Yeah, thank you for that that almost sounds like the end of the podcast but there's more <laughs> folks so um I, I it's too good to to pass up and asking pass up on asking questions about you know how other people can you know get more involved um first just directly um i, I know that you have multiple websites in addition to the social media presence so there's a new one it's adaptabilitybike.org that's correct right? that's our new website and it will be we're just working on it we just put it out maybe like two or three days ago cool um, but it will be a part on the website that will say volunteers mm -hmm. and everybody cool. that wants to be a volunteer, they can sign in and we will find some way that they can help yeah. because we need help. Mm -hmm. We want to promote it. Yeah. So we are looking for volunteers. Yeah. In the page, it has a donation part mm -hmm. that it will take you to iobyy.org. Mm -hmm. um, it's a company that takes our donations. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a GoFundMe. Exactly. Yeah. But the nice thing of IOB, it's like tax deductible. Oh, okay. So I don't know how much we can use it now. Yeah. But, you know, it is. So you can use your donation and you can get a receipt that you can use it. That's great. Okay. So. And then also your just um, bike repair web, sh web uh, yeah. <laughs> shop website. <laughs> exactly. You can come to Behind Bars. Um, that com, or you can come to the store, mm -hmm. and we take donations in the store too. Is it behindbars.com or behind bars in Brooklyn? Behind bars in Brooklyn. Okay, I'm sorry, just that verify. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, that's really great. So everyone, listen up. There, are many ways to get involved. There's a brand new website, and volunteering doesn't mean you know. All week it could be just a couple hours. That's so correct. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Um, just for us to have a better sense of where you're working, um, could you speak about the community you're located in um, and who these youth are? Uh, mm -hmm. You know whom you've matched the bikes with. Um, the store is located in Park Slope. Mm -hmm. We are really in the part that is called South Slope. Mm -hmm. um, we decided to start in South Slope because that's where we are. Um, our community is a family-oriented community, mm -hmm. and there are many, many schools around there. Yeah. That's how we <laughs> found our first, first child, mm -hmm. Diego. Um, he goes to school on 6th Avenue okay. and 17, between 17th and 18th Street. So that's how we found him. Um, and we are trying to expand. Um, like Perry lives in Long Island, so we okay. are really expanding already. Okay. Um, our goal one day is to see if every bike store adapt our program and if they can, you know, raise money enough for one bike. We have so many stores in New York City yeah. that it's it's amazing, you know, yeah. what we can do. Yeah. Um, something that we didn't discuss, but it came up. Um, I've been invited to go to Oregon. Um, they have, um, it's kind of like a fundraising but it's like a kind of like a market and things like that is to promote um, 
disabilities. Well, not to promote disabilities, but promote how to help people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Kind of awareness. And exactly. And what they do is there's a lot of place. People go there and they have this place that is all set up. And people go there and promote things that they can help them. Mm-hmm. You know, how to chop, how to, you know, use bicycles and things like that. And I've just been invited to go. And it's going to be a great thing because we will promote our program over there too. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic because mm-hmm. it's certainly not a New York <laughs> specific yeah, idea. No. It's so generalizable, which is what's part of what's so great about it. Exactly. Okay. Um, and, uh, and when you come up with a match for a student, because you said before you talked about the process, it takes about four to six weeks to build mm-hmm. a bike, but in order to you know understand the child's needs, um, my understanding is you need a physical therapist to really help get a sense of their needs. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. One of the ways that that's the reason why we use the school more mm-hmm. than anything oh, okay. is because the kids are all the time with the physical therapist mm-hmm. and some of the kids even have somebody that stays with them all the time that okay. is like an assistant to the physical therapy yeah. that's how we start learning about the kids okay. that we how we pick them okay. learning you know what they have and if they will be able to pedal in certain way remember mm-hmm. that pedaling is not only with your legs yeah. you can pedal with your hands mm-hmm. true okay. so we need to know you know if they will be capable yeah. because we don't want to do anything that can hurt them yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um, and you know it's sounds like Diego's someone from Brooklyn. You have Perry, who's from Long Island. It sounds like there's a, a broad reach, which is great. Um, I remember when we first spoke, you said that some parents may feel hesitant to pursue it, you know, just depending on their income situation. They might feel, oh, if we have more money, maybe we, we shouldn't be open to looking into this. Could you say about that, uh, a little bit more about that? Our uh, program is open to anybody. Okay. Um, one of our main things is to be sure that for the parents and the child, exercise and being healthy is a priority. So that's really what makes me pick the child. Yeah. It's nothing more important than that, than wanting to be healthy. You know, the kids are there, sometimes physical therapy, it's not, they don't give him enough movement. Yeah. And being in a wheelchair all the time doesn't give him all the exercise that they need. Sure. So we want to promote them to be healthy mm-hmm. and one of the ways to be healthy is exercising. Got so it. This is why. So we are looking for families that love exercise. Yeah. And that's how we pick our children. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Just just that bottom line driver, the the willingness to want to pursue recreation, right? That's that's something that every child should have access toward, whether they're a wheelchair wheelchair user uh, or not. That's really great. Okay. So. Uh, just in terms of working with these students, with Diego, with, with Perry, with thinking about the next bikes you're, you're, you're in the process of funding, um, what are some important takeaways that you've learned in terms of the, the, the desires, the needs, the interests of these young people? Um, they have teach me so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I have learned so much from them because we all have disabilities mm-hmm. and we just don't see it. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes we to have love disabilities, you mm-hmm. know, other things, and we just don't don't see them. Mm-hmm. And these kids, you know, people sometimes don't pay attention and they are normal. It's just like they are a little bit different mm-hmm. and we're all different and mm-hmm. this is how I want to see them and that's what I learn about them. Yeah. You know, and I want to promote that they can do anything. Yeah. And one of the things that it's important for us is not only for them to know that they can do this. It means that they, if they can do this, they can do anything in life. Yeah. You know. So our goal is not only to give them a bike, it's to give me strength mm-hmm. for them to continue 
reaching out for what they want in their life. That's great. That's a really great, <laughs> just, so it's giving you kind of a, a really firm sense of a kind of a humanistic message, right? Because yeah. I imagine everyone here, from our listeners to those of us <laughs> here recording right now, um, we all believe that, oh, everyone can, anyone can accomplish anything, but then you have a kind of narrow version of who that really includes, exactly. right? So people are going to the park, you're seeing a wheelchair user, and then you're just, that doesn't fit your, your idea of, you know, what access and success in, in the world is. So this has really taught you, you know, these are really great kids who are exactly. amazing and, and they deserve absolute access to this opportunity yeah, and, we and all need thrive. to be And we all need to be just a little bit confident yeah. in what we do. Yeah. And that's what they need. Yeah. They need to feel that they have confidence in themselves. Yeah, that's great. Um, so we really can't wait to hear about the future bike matches and the great st more great stories about the youth you serve, Sandra. Um, and I know when we first spoke, you spoke really movingly about how much you've learned from the program. And I know there's so many of us out there who are really hungry to learn more about some lessons in order to help contribute to uh, a more inclusive and accessible wor world. So please share any takeaways you have with us from what you've learned so far. Well, I learned that sometimes when we do something, we, um, we forget about them. Mm -hmm. We forget that they need a little bit of extra help in some of the things. And one of the things that I learned so much is that is that we need um, to be sympathized with them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the ways of sympathizing is having bigger doors in our stores. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a little push because they, don't, they have a step and they can go in and things like that. And those things are the things that I have learned. And because we are, live, all of us live life so fast mm -hmm. and we are always stressed out in things, we don't see those little things. Yeah. And we need to, we need to help. We need to be more sympathetic. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, you're talking about you know, life is stressful. The pace of life affects how we think about how you move through the world and you, you don't make adjustments to <laughs> your vision of how you operate through the world. So that kind of goes back to, again, you run through the park, you have this lightning bolt thought about, well, this is a barrier for this child. This child has a right to recreation and access. So how can we you know, think about from the width of a door, how to make things more accessible, right? And that's something that anyone could could think of, you know, in any given day to create more universal design that exactly. includes everyone. So that, that's a really great idea. Um, and it also comes to the idea of, you know, with great privilege comes great responsibility. So everyone out there listening, make sure to be creative and think about what difference you can make and monitor your community, right? And think about how inclusive it is and what norms it's currently operating under. And, you know, just your example shows how much you can grow, right, and improve in surprising ways and how you can make an impact in others' lives. So that's really fantastic. Um, and just in terms of final practical advice uh, for those who are, might want to take on work in projects, campaigns for access and inclusion and disability rights, um, what lessons just in terms of, you know, creating a nonprofit and doing this project could All that share? I can say is don't give up. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's it's a lot of things that are gonna be on your way, but just don't give up mm -hmm. because it's always a way. It's mm -hmm. always you will find somebody that can help. Yeah. And I I am the perfect example. It took me almost a year because mm -hmm. I didn't know how to start it. 
at one start is like a ball he's rolling yeah. all on his own yeah well, not all on his own but yeah. almost on his own and it's great so don't give up yeah. that's all that i can say yeah yeah and you said it took a year so there's that persistence so you have to really want it and believe in the power of your idea and you'll get connected with people there'll be people like greg for you who said exactly. oh this is how you scale up a nonprofit. this is how you do fundraising yeah so exactly. definitely have faith um okay um and uh just circling back on the kind of personal touch to your project, you're talking about postcards in your windows, talking about the importance of working in the community. Um, you know, a lot of us might be more socially so, social media driven, right? You know, you want to create things through a viral hashtag or, you know, a great site. So if you could just speak a little bit more about just that personal connection and, and, and how much that's that's been valued in, in this work that you do. Um, it's, it's great. I have met so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, I have messages that I don't want to ever erase about how people have come to me with little things, you know, how they had a child or how their husband used to ride the bikes mm -hmm. and, you know, now they're not here or whatever the situation is mm -hmm. and how our program have touched them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, social media, it's been great for us. Yeah. Um, we hashtag everything that we can, yeah. you know, to promote it. Just not only for the donations, just to people to be aware mm -hmm. of that we can make a difference yeah. for everybody. This is not only for disability kids, this is for any kid so they can sympathize with that kid and help them, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, true. And for adults, you know, just to give up your seat or the space in the train or on the bus help somebody you know mm -hmm. things like that this is for everyone yeah okay so don't just put your put, put the the messaging in one place you want to make sure you're speaking with people out in the community but of course have the social media presence exactly. as well that's great um well we're nearing the end um just wanted to hear more about your goals for this year uh, how many bikes were you planning on funding for this year Okay, so we hoping for 2017, mm -hmm. we hoping to finish our third bike. Okay. After we finish Perry, mm -hmm. we will be working in that next bike. Mm -hmm. um, and our goal for 2018 is to do five bikes. Okay. We really, really hope. So we start our funding. Mm -hmm. We add GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been really good um, to us. Um, so, but we still have IOBY.org. Um, to take donations and and they can come to the store. So, but our goal is to do five bikes okay. for this year, two thousand eighteen. That's great. Um, and in terms of future collaborations, I mean, you already spoke about, you know, this could be something that could be in any shop. Either it's a bike repair shop or it could just be any type of small business. What's your What's your vision for the future? You know, are you uh, exploring partnerships? Um, tell us what you're what you're thinking there. Um. I haven't thought about it so much, mm -hmm. but one of my goals is to see if I can promote it in any bike store. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't approached anybody yet. Um, I want them to see that we are successful mm -hmm. and that people are with us in mm -hmm. this before we approach anybody. So soon we will be starting approaching people. Yeah. I don't want people to think that this is a way to promote my store because yeah. this got nothing to do about my store. Yeah. This is about the kids and the kids that we're gonna help. Yeah. So that's the way that we are gonna promote it. That's and great. we hope that everybody and even any other store that is not a bike store that would love to help us take donations mm. and help us to create more bikes, it would be great. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Well, 
We're, we're at the end, Sandra, so we really look forward to hearing exciting future updates. And thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really deep thanks for all you do. And we'll be in touch just personally, and we're really looking forward to sharing future adaptability updates. It was right? my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.